Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. <laughs> so happy to be with you. Ah, oh, yes. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. So I know the power of thought and word and belief. So we're going to harness that right now and move into our hearts. I invite you to join me and place your hand on your heart. We're declaring that we're wholeheartedly available for our healing, our awakening, our expansion true love and clarity so grateful right now to consciously partner up with the higher holy spirit self the true identity so grateful and so thankful to recognize the perfect love of god is all that we are and all that there is so grateful to allow ourselves to remember the truth the truth that sets us free So in gratitude, in joy, in peace, and in harmony, we open ourselves to a revelation. We open ourselves to a resurrection. We open ourselves to our salvation. And we accept it fully. We're accepting the atonement for ourselves. We're accepting that there is no separation. Separation never occurred and is not even possible. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts to the unprecedented, to the full truth, the life of love that we've always desired. In gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm, Sharing the benefits with everyone because all minds are joined. Yes, just feeling the resonance of that beautiful prayer. Listening to the Holy Spirit and the birds here, I'm so grateful. And so our topic today is around our salvation. And let's dive into this because... Uh, as this show is being recorded, I know people will listen to it for years to come, but it's the beginning of our year, still in January here, and uh, I know for myself, I'm very much thinking about the laying of the platform for the year, so that this can be my best year ever. And by the way, if you'd like to join me in that, there's my four weeks of New Year's Intentions classes. We uh, have three of them already recorded, one more to come. But you can get all those classes plus the transcripts and really guide yourself through laying a powerful platform for your, your year because it's definitely one thing to study A Course in Miracles and it's a whole different thing to truly live it, to live it and embrace it. And 
to really live it is our salvation. Now, in uh, the text of A Course in Miracles, chapter 5, section 3, it's entitled, The Guide to Salvation. The Guide to Salvation. So the invitation for you here is to really comprehend this and to embrace it as how you live each day. So it starts with... The way to recognize your brother is by recognizing the Holy Spirit in him. So this is one of the most crucial things about really living A Course of Miracles is to move out of the habits of bearing false witness against ourselves and our brothers and sisters. So whenever we're in judgment, whenever we're in opinion, whenever we're upset about anything that someone has done, whether it's ourselves or someone else, we are bearing false witness, and therefore we're not seeing the Holy Spirit in ourselves and in our brothers. And Jesus says to us, I've already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge for the transfer of perception to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is the bridge for the transfer of of perception to knowledge. So there's a lot in this section that's about defining the Holy Spirit and understanding the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? The Holy Spirit is the bridge for the transfer of perception to knowledge. So what is let's define perception, what is knowledge? So perception is our interpretation. And if we're interpreting anything We're doing it through the lens of the ego because the spirit, our spirit, does not interpret things. That's really essential to understand about A Course of Miracles. The spirit has no perceptions. The spirit knows So the spirit does not believe, and it does not have perceptions. It does not have projections. The spirit is truth-based, aligned with truth all the time. And truth is perfect. Truth is not ambiguous. And truth is not open for interpretation. Now, it doesn't mean that people can interpret it, but if you're interpreting it, then you're really not in alignment. So what we're going for in our waking up, in our accepting the atonement for ourselves, in that experience, this journey that we're on, this curriculum that we're working, we are going for the knowing, the true knowing which is different than perception. And that's what Jesus is telling us here. The Holy Spirit is the bridge for the transfer of perception. That's the meaning we've made of things. That's our interpretation. Transferring that to knowledge. So the the key thing in being able to move out of managing and coping and reacting 
because of our perceptions, which is the life of pain and suffering that most of us have journeyed on for a very long time, moving out of that way of living and being to living and being in the knowledge, in the truth, in the perfection, in the wholeness, in the freedom, in the abundance, the prosperity, the creativity, the wisdom, the clarity, the purity. This transfer from thinking with the ego to thinking with the Holy Spirit. And thinking with the Holy Spirit is truly knowing. When we live in that knowing, when we live in that expanded space, we make no errors, we make no mistakes. Because errors and mistakes, as A Course in Miracles tells us, come from our perceptions and our projections. And our perceptions are our projections. Projections are our belief, the meaning that we make of it, the interpretations. So that's why what we see in the world isn't what's real. Because we're seeing it through the lens of ego identification. And so what we're moving here is beyond perception to knowledge. So Jesus says, I've already said that the Holy Spirit is the bridge with a capital B here. So we know there is a bridge. There is a bridge. And in the... um, teachings of the masters, ascended masters, and uh, the Tibetan Buddhism, they talk about the rainbow bridge. In A Course in Miracles, Jesus talks about the great rays, and seeing our brothers and sisters and ourselves as these great rays of light. And the rainbow bridge is this bridge, and of course, miracles talks about the bridge in several places, talking about moving this across this bridge from perception to knowledge. And of course, miracles, Jesus tells us that all these beings of wisdom and light are on the other side of the bridge calling us over and their desire for us to join them in this knowing, in this awakened state, will literally carry us across the bridge. So this is why our little willingness is all that's required. And so if we place our attention this year on cultivating that willingness, making that our number one priority, to be willing to know the truth that sets us free, to be willing to move across that rainbow bridge, that bridge of light, where we're literally, literally being pulled across the bridge by love, by the love of our awakened brothers and sisters who wish nothing more than for us to join them in the knowing. If we have willingness, then we will be pulled across, we'll be carried across if we have great willingness. And so the only thing that prevents us from our waking up is the clinging 
to our perspective, our point of view, the meaning we've made of things, the interpretations. And this is why particularly those first workbook lessons are all about surrendering our attachment to the meaning we've made of things and our belief systems. So, the Holy Spirit is the bridge for the transfer of perception to knowledge. So we can use the terms as if they were related, because in the mind of the Holy Spirit, they are related. It says here, again, chapter 5, section 3, it's my page 78. This relationship must be in his mind, because, uh, excuse me, must be in his mind because unless it were, the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing. So the relationship between us and the Holy Spirit, between perception and knowledge, are in the mind of the Holy Spirit. And I want to say here that one of the things that Jesus does in A Course in Miracles is he refers to God as having a gender. He refers to the Holy Spirit as having a gender. But they, they're genderless. They're truly genderless. And we have to remember that these books were written to appeal to Christians to come back to the true teachings of Jesus and not the interpretations of them. So again, this goes to perception and knowledge, because we must recall that the four Gospels contained in the Holy Bible, New Testament, those four Gospels, which were the only four that were included in the New Testament, of course there were other Gospels, but the four that were edited and included, the one that was written soonest after Jesus' resurrection was 25 years after his resurrection. 25 years later, they wrote it down. And some of the Gospels didn't get written down till 75 years later. And we also must remember that Jesus spoke in Aramaic, but they wrote it down in Hebrew, because Hebrew was the language of the scholars. But Jesus spoke in Aramaic, so you can imagine that the mind of someone who was not awakened was making that interpretation between the Aramaic and the Hebrew. And then you have to remember that the Hebrew language is one without punctuation. Punctuation makes a huge difference in our understanding. Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, it just, uh, the, there's that um, book, Eats, Shoots, and Leaves, uh, that talks about, it's really, it's a fun book about how uh, punctuation makes such a difference. And so then you have, it was translated from Aramaic into Hebrew. Hebrew has no punctuation. And then it was translated into Greek, into Latin, into English. And there were lots of 
personal agendas that people had along the way. I personally think it's amazing that you can still feel the power of Jesus' teachings in the Holy Bible at all, given how long it took them to write it down and all those different translations and interpretations and all the political agendas along the way quite amazing that anything that resembles the truth is still there but it is still there so uh, one of the things i when i read a course in miracles uh, sometimes particularly in the radio show i when it says god and it calls god a he or the father i will many times replace those gender words with just god and um, i used to have issues with the word god And I used to find it offensive because I thought that God meant that old man in the sky who was um, angry and bitter and judgmental and attacking and smiting people and all of that. And I realized when I truly came into my heart that I just had to let all those human interpretations go, that they had no value to me. I had to let all of that go. Anything that could trigger me about calling God the Father or God um, the Mother or the word God itself versus universe, love, life, I had to let all of those things go because those are just ego attachments. And I can't let them get in the way of my relationship with the higher Holy Spirit self. So, in here, what Jesus is telling us is the relationship between perception and knowledge and between us and the Holy Spirit is in the mind. Because unless it was in the mind, there would be separation in ways of thinking. And then we wouldn't be open to healing. So the Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity, it says, because his mind is partly yours and also partly God's. This needs clarification, not in statement, but in experience. So we're going to talk about this. It's it's about time for me to take a break. I think this is a, a good place for me to make that break. And as we're going to the break, I'd like to invite you to check out my New Year's Intentions class if you'd like to lay that foundation with me. I'm feeling, oh, this is the most expansive year ever, and I am so excited to be doing this work and to be laying this foundation and to really anticipate, which is not with attachment or expectation, but to really be energizing the most healing, expansive year ever. Wow, I just feel that energy of it. So just remember, wherever your attention goes, energy flows. And where you're flowing energy to, you're in that process of bringing forth your experience. So we're keeping our mind and our eyes single this year, keeping it focused on that loving expansion into an awareness of the truth that sets us free. So that's why our topic this week is the guide to salvation. I'm Jennifer Hadley, 
And you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and this week our topic is The Guide to Salvation. And don't, don't we uh, value having a guide? And <laughs> the guide is the Holy Spirit. That's who the guide is. And this section is also telling us a lot. There's a lot packed into this. There's a lot packed in every single paragraph in this book. Oh, my God, so rich. That's why I never get tired of it. I just never get tired of it. It's so delightful all the time. All right. So, again, we're on my page 78. We're in Chapter 5, Section 3, Paragraph 2. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being thought, the idea gains as it is shared. Being the call for God, it is also the idea of God. Since you are part of God, it is also the idea of yourself, as well as all his creations. The idea of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas, because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is a part. It is strengthened by being given away. It increases as you give it to your brother. Your brother does not have to be aware of the Holy Spirit in himself or in you for this miracle to occur. He may have dissociated the call for God just as you have. The dissociation is healed in both of you as you become aware of the call for God in him and thus acknowledge its being. All right, so let's break this down. The Holy Spirit is the idea of healing being thought. The idea gains as it is shared. And later in the paragraph it says, it is strengthened by being given away. It increases in you as you give it to your brother. So repetitive here, right? Jesus really would like for us to get this. And this is the same teaching that I love, the Course says, so beautifully, to have, give all to all. So if you're feeling lack and limitation and you're suffering because of it, the antidote to the suffering and the lack and the limitation is to give all to all. Now what that means is to see the holiness in everyone, to see the Christ in everyone, to recognize that it is the totality of humanity that is the Son of God. Jesus was one of the sonship, not the only Son of God. No, of course not. Because we're all one with each other. This is the most basic message of Jesus, that we are one with the Father and we are one with each other, and our willingness to recognize the unity of all life is the number one healing thing. 
so this is it to carry this one thought I am willing to know the unity of all life in the mind of God that I am one with God and I am one with the brothers and sisters and we are one in Christ I am willing to know this and I am willing to surrender every thought that opposes my knowing this because any time we have the slightest judgment of our brothers or sisters, then we are not willing to know we are one with them and one with God. We're thinking, well, if there's if we see imperfection in our brothers and sisters or in ourselves, then what we're doing is we're projecting that imperfection onto God. And Therein lies the sense of separation, because there is no imperfection in God. You see, it just always, always, always goes back to that. So now, I want to mention here, I mention this every now and then from time to time, because it's so critical to understand. And what Jesus is telling us here is the Holy Spirit is in our mind. Holy Spirit is the bridge. From perception to knowledge. And the Holy Spirit is not apart from us. I remember I was thinking about this earlier. I've been thinking about the Course in Miracles conference that's coming up in Las Vegas. And I think there are some tickets left. And uh, you can, if you go to jenniferhadley.com on the events page, you can click through there to learn more about that conference. It's the first weekend in April in Las Vegas. I'm excited to be there. And... Um, a lot of my friends will be there. I, I would love to see you there. And, uh, I encourage you to come join us. It's like a big Course in Miracles party. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I, I haven't been to Las Vegas in quite a while. I've been there a number of times. I actually lived there for a while. And, um, I did not feel congruent with Las Vegas, but I was there for work. And um, it was interesting. I I learned a lot living there. And um, I know we'll have a good time. We'll just have a wonderful time. And uh, I encourage you to, if you're going to the conference, please make sure to come up and say hello to me. And let's connect. And um, to have... one of the many meals together, we can sit together, that would be lovely. So uh, I also will tell you, I am working on organizing some retreats this year for us. So I'm working on that, stay tuned for that. And going back to the higher Holy Spirit self, I call the Holy Spirit the higher Holy Spirit self. And I remember a couple years ago uh, in Chicago, at the conference, Course in Miracles conference, whatever year that was, 2013, I think it was, um, st- having a long talk with Regina Dawn Akers, and, uh, who's one of my favorite Course in Miracles teachers. We have uh, several radio shows with her in the past. And Regina and I were talking about how many Course in Miracles students will think of the Holy Spirit as being someone or something outside of them, and that this simply is not the case. That uh, And she said, 
just as I was going to say it, she said, I think of the Holy Spirit as the I am presence. And I said, yes. And the I am presence, the Holy Spirit, another name for it, because we have many spiritual names for things, especially with all the many cultures and languages, etc. And we're all one with all these many cultures and languages and belief systems. Another name for the Holy Spirit is the guardian angel. The I am presence, the guardian angel, the Holy Spirit. So in my own inner work, I think of the mighty I am presence. In my teaching work, I say the higher Holy Spirit self. Because that helps people to bridge from perception to knowledge. To go from perceiving the Holy Spirit outside to the knowing of the Holy Spirit inside, higher Holy Spirit self. So higher self, Holy Spirit, guardian angel, I am presence. These are all many names for the same thing. The knower who knows within. So the Holy Spirit is the idea of healing. Being thought, the idea gains as it is shared. The idea of the Holy Spirit shares the property of other ideas because it follows the laws of the universe of which it is a part. So this is a reference to the holographic nature of the teaching of the mind of God, of our experience, and of A Course in Miracles teachings. So people will say the nature of A Course in Miracles is that it's a holographic teaching. If you understand any part of it, you understand the whole of it, because the whole of it is in the part. The macrocosm is in the microcosm. So we're all part of God. So the fullness of God's presence is always present in the microcosm, in our individual expression. Yes, A Course in Miracles is a holographic teaching. We live in a holographic world. The mind is holographic. Then in paragraph 3 it says, There are two diametrically opposed ways of seeing your brother. They must both be in your mind because you are the perceiver. They must also be in your brother's mind because you are perceiving him. See your brother through the Holy Spirit in his mind and you will recognize him in yours. So when we're willing to open our mind to the Holy Spirit's way of thinking, then we will see our brothers and sisters correctly. Then we will see ourselves correctly. Because we're inviting the Holy Spirit to show us the truth. We're willing to abandon perception in favor of knowledge. Truth sets us free. Why? Because we are already free. We can't become any more free than we already are. The reason why we don't feel free is because we are thinking the thought, I am not free. Anytime we think a a thought, like I'm not free, I don't feel free, 
I have burdens, I'm living in lack and limitation. It has to become our experience. The universe has no choice but to conform to our beliefs and thinking. The universe of experience, the universe of form, will conform to our thoughts. Because that's what this experience is about. This human experience that we've chosen to have is not for any other purpose than for us to experience our thoughts made manifest. We can move through this experience very quickly by going right to the beginning of A Course in Miracles where it says, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. Everything that we think exists in the world of form, (laughs) it's a projection, it's a perception. But when we step into the truth that sets us free and that knowing, by means of our willingness, we cross that bridge with the Holy Spirit leading us the whole way. Then we're in the new heaven and the new earth and we have a completely different experience. So, what you acknowledge in your brother, you are acknowledging in yourself, and what you share, you strengthen. So, here's one thing. If you'd like to experience peace, peace of mind, do not project onto anyone else their seeming lack of wholeness. Don't project your belief in lack and limitation on anyone. See everyone as the Christ. See everyone as perfect wholeness. See everyone as expressing nothing but perfection. And then you will be seeing from your Christed vision. Paragraph 4. The voice of the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. See, we share it to strengthen it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. So again, our willingness precedes our healing. Our willingness precedes our healing. That's why I'm saying make this year the year that you put your willingness to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to know the truth above everything. Give up trying to manifest things in the world. Be willing to know the truth and everything in your world will align with the highest and best possibility that you can experience. That's, isn't that the fastest path? Isn't that the most direct route? The voice in the Holy Spirit is weak in you. That is why you must share it. It must be increased in strength before you can hear it. It is impossible to hear it in yourself while it's so weak in your mind. It is not weak in itself, but it is limited by your unwillingness to hear it. Again, the willingness is the key. If you make the mistake of looking for the Holy Spirit in yourself alone, your thoughts will frighten you because by adopting the ego's viewpoint, you are undertaking an ego alien journey with the ego as guide. This is bound to produce fear. 
So this is why, just think of like religious extremists who think that their way is the only way. Well, when we're thinking that the Holy Spirit is in me alone, and it's not in people who are terrorists, it's not in the people I don't like, then we're moving ourselves into a place of total ego identification. Because the only way that we can see clearly is to have clarity, give all to all. To know and see the Christ perfection in everyone, being willing to do that, being willing to practice that day in and day out, to no longer be swayed or fooled by appearances. This takes great willingness. And this year, let us cultivate that great willingness, the total willingness. That's the fastest path. Let's do it together. It says here, I love this, delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Right? Time is a concept generated by the ego. So that's why delay and feeling that you if you ever feel you don't have enough time you feel pressured you don't have enough time and you're feeling burdened because you don't have enough time that's a clear indication that you are not listening to the holy spirit that's a very clear indication if you think you don't have enough time to pray, if you don't think you have enough time to partner up with the Holy Spirit, if you think you don't have enough time for anything, you are aligned with the ego. And that's why you feel so uncomfortable. It has nothing to do with time because time is nothing. The reason why it's so uncomfortable is because the identification with the ego is so all-consuming. I used to be so burdened by not having enough time. For years, I struggled with this concept that there wasn't enough time. And then, because of cultivating the willingness to listen to the Holy Spirit, to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I began to have experiences that took me out of time. So I began to have experiences where time literally stopped. I had an experience. The clock stopped. I was watching the clock, the hands not moving, while I was having experience. I had experiences where there was no way that my car could travel from one distance to another in, uh, a, a, let's say, an hour, uh, and I had one hour to reach my destination, and there was no physical way that my car could reach that destination in an hour. It would have to be closer to two hours based on the distance and the traffic and everything, and I made it in an hour. Now, there were t- many times when I made that drive and there was less traffic, half as much traffic, and I didn't get there in an hour. It was more like an hour and a half. But I still got there in an hour. Because in those times when I had those experiences where the clock just didn't matter, 
I, in both in uh, those two instances that I can just think of while I was sharing there, um, I was in service. I was being of service. So, being in service to the light is a great way when you think of everything you're doing as being in service to the light, then a lot of the burdens become lifted and you begin to feel more and more carried across that rainbow bridge. So, <clears throat> delay is of the ego because time is its concept. Both time and delay are meaningless in eternity. And this is the thing that I realized. Why do I keep thinking I don't have enough time when intellectually I know I'm eternal? Why would I ever allow myself to think there's not enough time when I am telling myself I believe I'm eternal? If I believe I'm eternal, then time is not a constraint to me. But if I don't believe I'm eternal, then I'm worried about time because I think time is limited. So I decided, okay, I'm going to stop allowing myself to think that time is limited. I'm going to stop that and start to remember I'm eternal. And very quickly, all those time pressures fell away. It says here, I've said before that the Holy Spirit is God's answer to the ego. Everything of which the Holy Spirit reminds you is in direct opposition to the ego's notions, because true and false perceptions are themselves opposed. The Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made. The Holy Spirit undoes it at the same level on which the ego operates, or the mind would be unable to understand the change. See, now, I find this incredibly inspiring and comforting that the Holy Spirit is going to figure it all out if I'm willing. I hear all the time students who've been studying this teaching for a decade, 20 years, and they're still trying to figure out how things are going to happen. When over and over and over again, A Course in Miracles tells us, you don't have to figure out how, be willing to allow. Over and over and over again. And still people say, gee, I just don't know how that can happen, and if I don't know how it can happen, I don't believe it can happen, and if I don't believe it can happen, then it can't happen. So here I am, stuck here in my unwillingness. My unwillingness to allow it to simply be made manifest. Now, a lot of times, the reason why we're stuck in the not being willing and we're trying to figure out how it could happen instead is what it is that we're wanting or needing in that moment is for ego gratification. When what we're energizing is that we need or want something for ego gratification, where is our willingness to know the truth? We're consumed with false idols. If we're needing and wanting and craving and all of that and trying to make things happen, we're totally preoccupied 
with false idols? Where is our willingness to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit? So the antidote to that is to energize the deep desire of my heart is to know the truth that sets me free. The deep desire of my heart is to feel fulfilled. The deep desire of my heart is to be willing to know the truth. The deep desire of my heart is to serve the light. The deep desire of my heart is to be willing to serve the light with every breath, every thought, every conversation, every email, every activity, every single thing. This is our freedom. It's our freedom song. So it says here, the Holy Spirit has the task of undoing what the ego has made. It's not our task. It's not our task. Whew, what a relief. You see how much relief this teaching offers us when we're willing, willing, willing. Did I mention willingness? <laughs> to employ it. So then here in um, paragraph 6, Jesus says, I have repeatedly emphasized that one level of the mind is not understandable to another. So it is with the ego and the Holy so it is with the ego and the Holy Spirit, with time and eternity. Eternity is an idea of God, so the Holy Spirit understands it perfectly. Time is a belief of the ego. So the lower mind, the selfish self, which is the ego's domain, accepts it without question. The only aspect of time that is eternal is now. Now we are eternal. Now. Always now. The love is now. The wisdom is now. The clarity is now. The wholeness is now. The healing is now. Whenever anything is conditional, well, the healing will happen when this happens. Whenever things are conditional, we're looking at it with the ego mind. And we don't have to figure out how to know the truth. We're just willing to let the Holy Spirit work in our awareness and to stop rejecting the Holy Spirit. So remember, every time we cherish a false idol, every time that we cherish our opinions and judgments, that's what false idols are, every time we think we know what should or should not be happening, we're not open to the Holy Spirit teaching us. That's why I'm saying let this year be the year of extraordinary willingness. Now here we go, paragraph 7. The Holy Spirit is the mediator between the interpretations of the ego and the knowledge of the Spirit. How comforting is that? How comforting. The Holy Spirit's ability to deal with symbols enables him to work with the ego's beliefs in its own language. So remember, everything that we think we see with our eyes is symbolic. Words are symbols of symbols. Words represent symbols. Because everything in this world is symbolic. The Holy Spirit's ability to look beyond symbols into eternity enables him to understand the laws of God for which he speaks. The Holy Spirit can therefore perform the function of reinterpreting what the ego makes, not by destruction, but by understanding. Understanding is light, and light leads to knowledge. The Holy Spirit is in light because 
the Holy Spirit is in you who are light. But you yourself do not know this. It is therefore the task of the Holy Spirit to reinterpret you on behalf of God. And remember, as I say so frequently, we are light. Just said it right here. We are light. And remember that it is not possible to get anything to stick to the light. So no opinions, no judgments, no beliefs, no thoughts of impurity, and no thoughts of being bad or wrong or evil or despicable or depraved can stick to you because you are light. You can hold on to them. You have that prerogative, but they can never actually adhere to your beingness. They will only ever be false perceptions. So lay all those burdens on the altar. And that's what we're going to do right now. Just a reminder, you can join me in my New Year's Intentions class. JenniferHadley.com has got all the details. And with our hand on our heart, we declare that we are fully willing to listen to the voice of the higher Holy Spirit self. The mighty I Am Presence is awake and alive in us and as us. We are remembering our true nature and our true identity and we're willing to see it and know it in our brothers and sisters to hold it for them as the Holy Spirit is holding it for us. We're grateful and thankful for our healing and in gratitude we let it be. We know it's done and so it is. Beloved I am. Beloved I am. Beloved I am. Ah, what a great time. Thank you for joining me today. I love and appreciate you. Have a great rest of your week.